I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Hi, Marissa. How are you? Hi. I am good. I am enjoying this great weather. It would not be a podcast if I did not comment on the weather, but it has been so beautiful this week, and I'm really enjoying it. It is. So, now, was last week the week that it rained? Um... I think we've only had one recording where it was a rainy day. Was it last week or the week before? It was I definitely recently, but yes, I, this um, is beautiful. You know, we've had some slightly cooler days, which gives me a glimpse into fall, which I do love fall. Um, yes, but while I'm very happy to be here recording, I am looking forward to my evening walk because it is just beautiful out. Oh yeah, well, so I did mine this morning, and it was so chilly that I had to wear a vest. <laughs> put a police vest on. <laughs> I looked at like 53 degrees. Yeah, I better put something on. That's funny. Wow, it was in the 50s. Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh. Mm-hmm. So when I sent you my post and the title said, don't leave home without it. <laughs> what were you thinking? Like, what is Dave doing now? What I, path of insanity has he gone down? I, I think my first thought was, was yeah, I'll never leave house, the house without my mask. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with masks. It had nothing but it, to do. <laughs> right. But it does have something to do with what I think is really critical for us mm-hmm. in a time when we need to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And even after we don't need to wear masks. So, and that was empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I've really been thinking a lot lately and about, you know, the, the challenges that, that, that our country faces, the challenges our community faces. And, and, and I really think that something that is lacking, that is so critical for leadership, I, I cannot state this, there, I can't find a way to state it more profoundly, is leaders have to have empathy. They can't lead as dictators. They can't lead by command and control, especially when we're in uncertain times, when, when, we, you know, when we as leaders don't know what the day will bring or what the afternoon will bring we and we you know we never really did we just thought we did Mm -hmm. but our teams are smart enough to realize that there's a lot of answers we don't have as as we sit here talking today and we and i realize we record typically a week before this gets released but will we have school how will we have school you know tremendous amount of uncertainty for parents for teachers for administrators and yet There's so many people that are so angry with everybody because I want to know what your plan is and I want to know now. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I'd love to be able to tell you my plan, but I can't tell you my plan. When if we could just show a little bit of empathy. So when when you did realize that I was talking about empathy, what were your initial thoughts? Truthfully, my initial thoughts were went straight to how important it is to talk to kids about empathy. Mm. Yes. Oh, I love it. Because I think empathy, and and we talked about this before we hit record, but empathy is kind of like hard. It's sometimes hard to understand. It's hard to define and explain. And so you and I did some of our, uh, some Google searching of our own and, I found found some helpful diagrams and things like that. And I think that it can be hard to explain or understand with words because it really needs to be explained through practice and yes. through example. 
Um, so that yeah. was kind of my my first thought and, uh, you know, note to self to make sure I'm practicing that with my children. But um, it really caused me to to think because I, so I think we often think like those things are on autopilot for us, right? Like, of course, I'm empathetic. Right. I'm a human being. Of course, I can be, you know, sympathetic and empathetic and, and compassionate and all, all the things. But defining that and really thinking about it on its own is helpful, I think, for me and right. probably for others who haven't sat down and actually thought about empathy on its own. Yeah, I, I love how you how you said it's it's taught. And and you know, one of the one of the, the, the points that I put in my post was, you know, there's this get along ability, the things that we should have learned when we were in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember in kindergarten looking at my report card and, and having and talking about it with my mother and, and father. And it was like, okay, basically, does he play well with others? Mm-hmm. You know, there's empathy that's there. So, so as, as parents, are we teaching empathy? We, we live in a very caustic time where it's very easy to just take shots at people on social media. There's almost no, um, there's no ramifications if people are rude. Yeah, it's it's it really is manifesting itself in a very um, unforgiving, harsh world that I don't think any of us want our kids to grow up in. So I think we as we as um, as parents, grandparents need to be teaching empathy and showing empathy. Um, it was interesting that when I was looking at this, Maya Angelou had this quote, and I did put this in my post that came out this morning. She said, "I think we all have empathy. We may not have enough courage to display it." Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that was really powerful. And I and I believe that that we in in the manufacturing community, you know, there's there's a lot of things that well, first of all, manufacturing is a is a net wealth generator for any community. So, you know, you can have service sector jobs which are wonderful, but they don't generate wealth, they exchange wealth. Um, but manufacturing generates wealth. And so it's, and, I, and gen, manufacturing is really great at, at educating and training people. So we do so many things well. So why don't we also then as leaders in manufacturing decide that we want to begin to show empathy. We want to begin to try to understand the other person and try to work through whatever it is that person is challenged with together and just try to see. And, and so you and I talked quite a bit before, but empathy doesn't mean I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Empathy means that I have put myself in a position where I can see the situation through your eyes and through your emotions. And it was interesting. I never knew there were three types of empathy, um, but I figured it out once I was digging through this. There's cognitive empathy. Cognitive empathy is the ability to understand how someone else feels and to work out what they might be thinking. But then there's emotional empathy or affective empathy. Emotional empathy refers to the ability to share another person's emotions. This means that in some measure you feel what they are feeling. And I, that to me is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Am I feeling what you're feeling so that I can get a deeper understanding of what it means, where, where the position you're taking? And then there was this compassionate empathy or empathetic concern. Compassionate empathy is when you take feelings to action. It goes beyond understanding and relating to other people's situations. It compels you to do something. And if we think about what's 
lacking in a lot of situations. It's we're just not trying to see what the other where the other person's coming from. We're not putting ourselves in their situation. And 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 I remember, you know, many many times as a, as a leader in manufacturing, well, we've got policies and the policy says this. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, really. So you're going to stick to the well, the policy says this and I have to stick to the No, not what is this person going through? And and I understand you need policies and procedures. But boy, I always tried to write into the policies that we had a bit of an opportunity for me to go outside the policy and forgive something if I needed to based on, you know, extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. Because none of us are on our top of our game every day of the week. And there's so many things that are creating uncertainty for us as, as we go through life. Uh, I found two interesting qu- additional quotes. President Barack Obama said, The biggest deficit that we have in our society and in the world right now is an empathy deficit. We are in great need of people being able to stand in somebody else's shoes and see the world through their eyes. And the other quote I found was from George W. Bush. At our best, we practice empathy, imagining ourselves in the lives and circumstances of others. This is the bridge across our nation's deepest divisions. You know, and wow, if, you know, here's, here we have two, we have a Democrat president and a Republican president. Listen to what they said. We got to practice empathy. Mm-hmm. So, um, how do you think parents teach our kids? How do we teach our kids empathy? I think the best way to teach your kids empathy is probably through example. Um, ah. And I, I, well, in, I think through example and also in, in practice, like, with your kids, right? Like if you've, I think about how with my girls are disagreeing on something, how like mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like really easy to say like, well, then no one gets the toy or to just, you know, decide on something, but to take the time to explain, well, you know, your sister is not feeling very good today. And I think it would really cheer her up if she got to play with blah, 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 or, or just kind of slowing down to- yes to help explain how to work through some of those things um, emotionally. Yeah. I love that slowing down. You know, you and I both, before we we started recording, we talked about crucial conversations, which mm-hmm. is a class you've taken and I've taken and that, that I'm, I'm the certified instructor at MACNI to teach. And, and the, 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 the core of crucial conversations is you want to increase information in the pool of shared meaning. And when and really, that to me is a beautiful example of how do I get the information there so that we can be empathetic mm-hmm. with one another. And and one of the things that I had mentioned to you was that there's there's a thing of in in crucial conversations where you have to ask yourself what clever stories am I telling myself. So am I am I deliberately, it, I'm I'm am I deliberately creating a story that will justify the emotions that I want to feel right now. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about when we have a lack of empathy. Rather than, wait, what might I have missed? There's, there's another statement in Crucial Conversations. Why would a rational human being act like that? And a lot of times we just say, well, they're not being rational. And well, no, let's, let's back up a little bit more. Let's try to see why they might be feeling that way. I found something that was um, also just so people think it's not just you and I thinking this is important. 
In October 2017, Inc. Magazine said, Empathy is the most important soft skill you will need to succeed. Wow. Mm -hmm. Empathy. So I kept digging a little bit farther and I found 10 reasons you should have empathy. Number one, you will better understand the needs of people around you. So somebody would say, well, what do I care? You know, doesn't somebody need to think about my needs? Well, you know, I think it was Zig Ziglar that said, if you help other people get what they want, they'll help you get what you want. Yep. Uh, in my emotional intelligence class that I taught this morning, there's this, there's this exercise you do where you take three circles. And one circle is what's required. And then another circle is what are my needs? And the third circle is what are your needs? And so if we look at what is, if, if I'm trying to influence you to get something done that we both be, realize needs to be done, I got to look at, okay, what do I need and what do you need? And if I help meet your needs, you will help meet my needs and we're going to accomplish what we need to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So really it's just, if we try to understand where somebody else is coming from, we have a greater amount of influence with them. And we can bring them along to come up with a better solution. Number two, you will more clearly understand how you affect others. By understanding another person's viewpoint, you can elevate more clearly how your words and actions affect or influence them. I thought, wow, that was really good. This is another one. It's like right out of, of uh, Mastering Emotional Intelligence. You will understand nonverbal cues. Yes, that's a good one. Wow, isn't that? Yeah. So... So what do we mean when we say nonverbal cues? What do you think that means? Um, I mean, thinking about this in practice, you know, like if someone appears tired, right? Like if they, mm -hmm. their nonverbal cue is maybe they were up all night with a crying baby. Um, you know, why might they not be thinking clearly right now? Well, because they were up all night. Or um, body language, you know, general body yeah, language. Exactly. Yep. Things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. The simple body language, facial expressions. Will they do they make eye contact with you when you walk in in the morning? You know, um the last year at Live to Lead, Chris Hogan said, you know, I asked one of my direct reports once, "How are you?" and she said, "Fine," but her eyes told me something else. Mhm. Mm That's looking for nonverbal cues. Mhm. Mm Number 4 here said, "You'll be better at your job and I love this. Besides better knowing and understanding your colleagues, empathy will make you more efficient and an effective provider to your clients. You will be better able to read or anticipate the needs of your clients or customers at work. Well, All I was of just, us will say, wait, go ahead. Any, anyone in sales really should yeah. practice empathy because if you, I was just thinking, if you can anticipate the needs of right. people you're trying to sell to, yep. it makes it a lot easier. Right. And, you know, if you look at the ISO standard, which almost all manufacturers have either achieved or gone beyond, it says that a customer is anyone to whom you provide a product or service. Mm -hmm. So within our organizations, we have customers. You know, if you edit my writing, you are my customer. Am I giving you this, the writing on a timely manner in a way that's easy for you to use? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that you do to help me, but it's part of your job. Mm -hmm. You know, um, anybody that I teach a class to, they're my customers. Am I picking up on some of those nonverbal cues that are going on? 
Am I being empathetic when they're in a really difficult situation? Which, you know, we never know what the situations are. Uh, number five, you will be better equipped to deal with interpersonal conflict. Engaging with another's perspective will help you in both your personal and professional relationships. It will help you resolve any potential conflict that may arise from misunderstandings. Again, diving right into the crucial conversations piece. If you're empathetic, you can have a crucial conversation. If we're not empathetic, we can't because nobody wants to nobody wants to open up if I'm not willing to listen to what their real concern is. Mm-hmm. I I thought this one was interesting. You will more accurately predict other people's behavior. So that's kind of interesting. By focusing on what motivates other people's behavior, you will be able to understand how to interact with people you work with or are close to. You may also be able to predict their actions or reactions. And I think this is, if we think about how critical that one is, to be able to better predict people's reactions. So as I was thinking about this one, I'm thinking about, um, especially in these, these uncertain times that we're, we're, we're in right now, where we can't predict what will happen but by being more empathetic, by being able to put ourselves into other people's shoes and feel their emotions, we may be able to predict their reactions to what might come. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense the way I just said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes I say it and I have no idea if it made any sense. <laughs> so um, it's a good thing you can, because if I don't make sense, just say, no, back up the train, Dave. That made no sense. I think I also, I mean, this makes me think of, I know we've talked about crucial conversations, but disc training too yes Um, oh absolutely and and going through that i think i can't remember how many years ago it was but we did we tried to get like everyone at mac needed to do disc within a similar time frame and looked at everyone's different profiles and it's like yeah like this makes sense it helps you understand right how, how to how to work with different people in different ways because we're not all the same we don't all think the same and that's that's a beautiful thing <laughs> that we exactly. don't all think the same. You know, with our, with our uh, office restart or whatever we want to call it, mm-hmm. you know, being able to understand, okay, who has greater concerns and fears on the team? Mm-hmm. Now, that's not, I'm not saying who's good and who's bad. I'm just saying who has some greater fears based on a life situation, what, you know, whatever it might be. Um, do they have an immunocompromised person at home? Um, so are they going to be more concerned or 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 are which which of our employees really needs to get into the office because it i i shared with you before we started recording you know my wife said to me after my, a couple of days of me being kind of grumpy i think you need to go be around some people mm-hmm. so i said i went to lowe's you know <laughs> um that's probably not what she expected i didn't come home with any tools so that's really good no but she was right she picked up on the fact that i wasn't having enough social interaction mm-hmm and I needed, I needed that. So it was great that she could empathize rather than just say, stop being a grump. She knew me well enough to say, hmm, I think you need to go be around some people. Let's go do something type of thing. But you're right. We, we, can, we can predict how people are going to react because we have already spent some time with empathy and we've gotten to know them. Uh, number seven, you'll be better able to motivate the people around you if you know what motivates others. Um, how they want to be treated and, and what they want to achieve, then you'll be better equipped to inspire and motivate them. 
uh, you will be more effectively convinced, you will more effectively convince others of your point of view. Now, think about that. How many people would say, man, I just wish I could convince people easier? You can. So the, co the key here is by being empathetic, I'm thinking from their perspective, which helps me formulate my proposal. I wasn't going to say argument, but that sounds argumentative. But I can formulate my proposal better. Mm -hmm. I tailor it to the person that I'm trying to interact with. We're learning to look at the bigger picture. I love that too because you know what? I think that my world is the most important part because that's the world I kind of live in. But wait, that's only a small for portion of the world. Basically, we're going to become a better leader, better worker, and a better friend. Because people really want to know, am I understood? So I think as we head out into what is really going to be an uncertain fall, autumn, the only thing that we know is going to happen is we're going to have some really beautiful weather. Mm -hmm. We know that. The leaves are still going to turn colors. You know, um, the pumpkins are going to turn orange. There's going to be all kinds of fall fruits, you know, the late summer, early fall, the apples, the, the grapes, all of those things. That's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But there's still a lot of uncertainty. But we can really make the most of it if we're just a little bit more empathetic. Make sense? Makes sense. All right. So now you want to know what are we talking about next week, right? Mm-hmm. So in my post, I actually said that there were two things that, we, that leaders need as we face, you know, these stormy waters. Call it that. Rough, <laughs> rough waters ahead. One of them is empathy. The other one is vision. Because our teams, you know, they love the fact that we're reaching out. We're really trying to connect with them emotionally and mentally. But they still want to know, hey. Boss, do you have a clue as to where we're going? Mm -hmm. So I think vision is, is, is also key. Um, you know, there's the proverb that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So we got to have some vision as well. So I'll probably try to do some, some thinking and some writing on vision before next week. Great. I laid my pen down rather hard right there on the table. <laughs> so that means I'm done. <laughs> Anything exciting coming up? No. No, I can't. I, we just celebrated Lena's second birthday. So That's I, right. Happy we, birthday, Lena. Yeah, we did commit to making that like a week-long celebration. But, Good. Uh, yeah, so I think we're still just, you know, enjoying time outside while we have it. And yes. swimming in the pool, all that kind of stuff. That is awesome. And, you know, we are really getting into one of my favorite times of the year which is late summer early fall i love early you fall yeah you still get those warm days you can still use the mm -hmm. pool you can still go swimming but the nights are cool so you can have the window open and mm -hmm. you know use a blanket to cover it's really great and there's this exciting anticipation as we wait to see the leaves begin to turn yeah it's exciting mm -hmm. and you know where i'm going it gets me closer to that most, Most wonderful, wonderful time, time of the year. Yeah, all right. I better stop before I get in trouble. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page.